The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. A Primal Look at Gestational Diabetes Every pregnant woman I've ever known has hated the oral glucose tolerance test, yet they still do it. Drinking a tall glass of sickly sweet orange-flavored glucose water on an empty stomach is thoroughly disgusting. What they're testing for is gestational diabetes mellitus, a variant of diabetes characterized by pancreatic insufficiency during pregnancy. Sometimes it's a misdiagnosis. Low-carb, high-fat diets transiently increase insulin resistance. Moreover, pregnancy in general throws glucose tolerance out of whack. Just like a low-carb diet can induce insulin resistance to temporarily preserve glucose for the brain, pregnancy induces insulin resistance to preserve glucose for the fetus. This made sense when glucose was rarer, when you had to shimmy up a tree for honey or dig for roots and tubers. In that metabolic milieu, a little insulin resistance during pregnancy was adaptive. In today's environment, where at any given moment, you've got a million inexpensive glucose calories within a five-minute drive, it can cause problems. In babies, it can cause excessive birth weight, injuries from a rough birth, low nutrient levels upon entry, and preterm delivery. In moms, increased type 2 diabetes risk, increased C-section risk, increased risk of hypertension and preeclampsia, and increased risk of miscarriage. You have two options to test for it. Well, three technically, you could just skip the test, but I don't recommend that. GD is quite serious. One, eat 150 to 250 grams of carbs per day in the week leading up to the test. This will give you a chance to shift back into sugar burning mode. Two, ask for a whole food GD test. A friend of mine's wife opted for a mixed meal containing carbs, fat, and protein instead of drinking the disgusting glucose solution as a meal is a far more realistic test of one's ability to tolerate glucose. The most common GD test meal involves pancakes, but those can always be gluten-free. Okay, say you've got gestational diabetes or you're worried about getting it. What now? Prevention. Stopping it before it happens is always the ideal course of action. How can women reduce the risk of gestational diabetes? Let's look at risk factors. Beyond being pregnant, what else seems to predispose a woman to developing gestational diabetes? Four things. One, prior diabetes. Being diabetic makes you more likely to stay diabetic. Same goes for family history of diabetes. Two, excess weight. This is another reason pregnancy sets the stage for diabetes, the unavoidable weight gain. Three, twins. Carrying twins increases the risk. Four, Age. Older moms are at higher risk of GD. Those are difficult, maybe impossible risk factors to change, but at least you know your risk profile. Now, what can you actually do to reduce the risk? Here are five suggestions. Number one, be primal. You knew it was coming, but this really does work. Eat well, sleep lots, reduce unnecessary stress, get your veggies, eat seafood, and lead a generally healthy lifestyle. Number two, Exercise. One study found that moderate intensity cycling for 30 minutes three times a week in the first trimester drastically reduced the incidence of GD in overweight and obese women. 
Although we don't have data on the relationship between gestational diabetes risk and lifting heavy things, sprinting, burpees, CrossFit, bodyweight training, gymnastics, move nut, or high-intensity gardening, all those activities improve insulin sensitivity and glucose tolerance. Number three, eat well and exercise. A recent study found that healthy eating and exercising are more protective against GD than either alone. No word on what healthy eating actually meant. It was probably better than McDonald's and Doritos, worse than grass-fed meat and sweet potatoes. Number four, take probiotics, eat fermented food. One study found that taking probiotics early on in pregnancy reduced the risk of gestational diabetes and slightly reduced birth weight without increasing preterm labor, though it had no effect on miscarriage or fetal death risk. If you want a food source of some of these strains, most kefirs I've encountered in the market have L-Remnosis GG. And number five, take myo inositol. Pregnant women with a family history of GD who took 2 grams of myo-inositol and 200 milligrams of folic acid each day, starting from the end of the first trimester, went on to develop less gestational diabetes than the control group who took only folic acid, 6% versus 15.3%. Managing GD. Say you've got it. What can you do? Here are five suggestions. Number one, keep eating well. Studies on low-carb diets in women with gestational diabetes have had fairly disappointing results. Heck, pretty much all the studies of dietary interventions for gestational diabetes have been underwhelming. What might work is a focus on less refined carbs rather than a big reduction in overall carbs. I've said before that pregnant women need more carbs than their non-pregnant counterparts. Just make sure they're unrefined rather than refined. Anywhere in the range of 120 to 200 grams per day is probably best. A woman who conquered her GD by following the Primal Blueprint adopted simple changes like ditching wheat, eating sweet potatoes instead of rice, and eating more veggies, alongside regular checkups with her doctor. And it did the trick. But don't diet. You can change how you eat. In fact, you probably should. You can eat healthier. Again, you're better off doing this. But you shouldn't diet to lose weight. You shouldn't cut calories, adopt any extreme eating strategies, adhere to a compressed eating window, or obsess over your weight gain while pregnant. Number two, focus on improving insulin sensitivity. Unchecked insulin resistance lies at the heart of gestational diabetes. Pregnancy itself increases IR, so you're starting from behind. The best thing you can do is review the list of 25 ways to improve insulin sensitivity linked on today's post at marksdailyapple.com and make sure you're doing some of them. Not all are suitable, though. Pregnant women do have some limitations. Don't go too hard or too heavy. Lift weights safely and moderately. Don't try to keep up with everyone at CrossFit. Don't go for any powerlifting PRs, either. Keep things moderately intense across moderate levels of volume. Somewhere in the 5 to 8 rep range if weighted. Consider just doing body weight training too. Don't sprint. While a great way to increase insulin sensitivity, carrying an entire human in your womb makes sprinting unwise. Keep intensity moderate. Moderate intensity aerobic exercise, 30 minutes a day, 3 times a week, really does reduce adverse GD-related outcomes. And don't fast. Now's just not the time. Number 3. Snack on exercise. If it's at all possible, weave movement and exercise into your day. Go for walks after meals. 
Do a few sets of squats before you eat. This will keep your glucose tolerance primed. Number four, supplements and specific foods may help. A number of studies show that certain supplements can be useful. Myo-inositol reduces insulin resistance in women with gestational diabetes. Magnesium, when given to pregnant women with GD, improves insulin resistance, glucose tolerance, and other metabolic markers while reducing infant hospitalization and newborn jaundice. Vitamin D improves insulin sensitivity, blood glucose, and blood lipids in women with GD. Selenium also improves glucose metabolism while reducing oxidative stress and inflammation in women with GD. Zinc doesn't affect birth outcomes in GD, but it does improve inflammatory markers. Other supplements are supplemental foods that help with insulin sensitivity, which haven't been studied in gestational diabetes but probably don't hurt, include vitamin K2, cinnamon, ginger, garlic, and turmeric. Don't forget the black pepper with that. Definitely check with your doctor before beginning any supplementation during pregnancy. Number five, probiotics and or fermented food can help. A recent RCT out of Tehran found that women with GD who took probiotics once a day for eight weeks improved fasting glucose, reduced insulin resistance, and gained less weight than the control group. Such probiotics can be commonly found in commercial yogurt and kefir. What about pharmaceuticals? For many years, the primary pharmaceutical treatment for women with gestational diabetes who weren't responding to diet and exercise was an insulin injection. More recently, some doctors are giving metformin, whose potential life extension applications I've discussed before, to GD patients. Neither seemed to be any worse for the mom or baby than the other. Another anti-diabetic drug sometimes given to women with GD, called gliburide, seems to increase the risk of complications. Sadly, as of this year, we still don't have any good research comparing oral diabetic meds to non-pharmaceutical treatment, or placebo, in women with GD. Exercise caution and discuss all this with your practitioner before deciding on a course forward. So that's my outsider's take on gestational diabetes. It can often be managed using primal principles. It's not a death sentence, but it shouldn't be ignored either. Thanks very much for listening today, and have a great day.